When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that doesn't know who needs to hear this. <laughs> but, but your cochlear implant is working. That was your Twitter thing from the other day. <laughs> okay, I thought that was real funny, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... You read my Twitter? You look at my Twitter? My tweets? Yeah, it's weird. It's like when you care about people, you look at their things. Ew. Um, today we're going to talk about aliens. Today we're going to talk about aliens and not the illegal kind. Well, I don't Uh, know. I don't know what you're going to talk about. uh, Oh God. Okay. Well, we're going to (laughs) talk about aliens, but, but first, but first, oh, uh, oh, I have a correction. Yeah. Um, I have a weak sauce correction. Is yours probably better than, than mine? Oh, uh, mine's a strong sauce. Um, oh, okay. All right, so uh, let's do the easy one first. Uh, Chase, the math teacher, correctly pointed out that uh, PBS stands for the Public Broadcasting oh. Service, not the Public Broadcasting System. I apologize, mea culpa. I guess they can send you those things. Like, for me, don't you don't have to send me corrections like that. <laughs> I don't need to know that. Like, that's fine. Um, my, yeah, I, my, and I didn't, I didn't need to know. I, but, like, yeah, it's just... But uh, I want to but, acknowledge that somebody wanted me to. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my correction is I used the word sodomy specifically referring to anal sex. Um, and I actually yeah. didn't realize, like, someone sent in, like, it's it's actually any non-pregnancy-inducing uh, sex. That's... Yeah. I don't know what that... Um, so I actually looked it up, and it's it's more complex than I even realized. Um, it, it used to be used to refer just to anal sex, and now uh, it can be used to refer to a variety of things. Sometimes anal sex, but sometimes uh, like non procreative. That's probably the better way to say it than not pregnancy inducing um, non procreative sex. Uh, and interestingly, some uh, some courts have ruled that. Sodomy is basically any sexual act deemed to be unnatural or immoral. And uh, in some places, like in Germany, it can actually refer specifically to bestiality. Oh, wow. um, so, but it, in practice, it tends to be a law that uh, people use to go after homosexuals. So thanks it's for also- that. Ah, shit. I didn't write down who did. Thank you to the person yeah. that sent that in. Yeah. Well, and. I actually don't know that Chase sent in the first correction either. Now that I think about it, I just I think, thought it was. Um, I think he did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the thing about sodomy, let's talk sure. about sodomy, Kyle. Let's talk about sodomy um, for a little bit. Like sodomy, sodomy comes from the city of Sodom, and it's always and been Gamora. really interesting. Like in and Gomorrah, but um, and there's such a fucked up mislabeling that happens there because the the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah were that of of a lack of hospitality. And somehow that became like about butt sex. Like Mm. I, it's just, it's interesting to me, the weird game of like legal religious telephone that happens to (laughs) have, to to have illegal anal sex be named after one of those two cities. (laughs) Okay, great. So Uh, (laughs) news, uh, moving on to the news. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I, I expect that we're going to run into more of this as uh, time goes on and the dust settles on this whole coronavirus thing. But uh, the stud, which is the longest continually running gay bar in San Francisco, uh, has announced that they are closing their current location permanently. Hmm. Um, they they promised to hold a drag funeral to mark the end of an era. <laughs> oh. Um, that's the gayest thing I've heard. I love that. I mean, not the closing, but the a drag funeral. Yep. Yep. Uh, quote, because of a lack of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the historic bar will be announcing that they are permanently closing their location and will be holding a drag funeral to honor the end of an era of LGBT nightlife, said one of the owners, Honey Mahogany, in a news release. Um, it, it's been open for uh, 54 years. Damn. And, you know, I, I feel I, this happens a lot in Seattle, actually. One of my fears for Seattle's gay scene uh, in 2016, the studs current location was sold and uh, it's a twenty eight hundred square foot space. And their rent jumped from three thousand eight hundred dollars a month to ninety five hundred dollars a month as a result of that changing hands. Uh, and so then um, it was at that time that 18 owners pooled their resources and bought the bar to keep it running. Um, and it's just, it's interesting. It feels very San Francisco that there's not one owner. There's like a collective that owns the stud. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, they are looking for a new location and hope to open uh, again uh, somewhere else once, once things uh, sort of settle, but at least, you know, th- they won't be in their current location anymore after this. I feel like a lot of gay bars were already like, even before this, like, barely holding on by a thread so yeah it sucks yeah or getting priced out right like yeah it's a it's a gentrification cycle right like like the gays go to neighborhoods start making them cool and then the straight (laughs) people move there because they want to live there and that drives up the price of everything and then the gays move again which that's happening here in seattle this is a little local for an international podcast but like capitol hill it seems like it's Mm. slowly losing ground as a gay uh, center of the city and, and people are now down south where fucking Dan lives <laughs> which which uh, you know I'm like oh that's so annoying but like if you put a Qdoba by me like that's pretty <laughs> awesome so it's like you know 50-50 for me <laughs> yep yep also they gotta fix that bridge or we're all fucked okay um, next story yeah okay I really I just want to know if you think this is real yes whatever it is yes everything that sounds crazy is real but okay so tiktok which i told you last night i believe is the cesspool of humanity online i was gonna say tiktok is my second favorite kesha song (laughs) well oh my god do you think that they like had to get permission from her for that (gasps) is she a part owner is she one of the 18 owners of tiktok yeah probably yes I mean, it would only make sense. Um, okay, so there's a TikTok that was floating around where uh, they they have uh, British accents, but there's um, four girls and a dude all on a couch, and they're playing this game called Put a Finger Down. And it's just like Never Have I Ever, but you start with 10 fingers, and everybody says something, and then if they have, then they drop a finger. And when, you, when you've done 10 of them, then you're out of the game because you've run out of fingers or something. Anyway, so the questions start uh, pretty innocuously. Um, one person says, put a finger down if you've ever been drunk. Of course, everybody puts a finger down because they're currently drunk. Um, <laughs> put a finger 
Put a finger down if you've ever worn a crusty sock. Put a finger down if you've ever been outside of Europe. But the fourth question, one girl says, put a finger down if one of your best friends slept with your boyfriend and the rest of your friends didn't tell you about it for over six months. Put a finger down if one of your best friends slept with your boyfriend and the rest of your friends didn't tell you about it for over six months. Who It's this this TikTok was all over the place uh, last week. And I so really, I just wanted to bring it up to say, I think it's it's real or not. I think it's funny. Do you think that it's real? Uh, yeah, no. Now I completely changed. Like every news story that looks fake is real. And every viral video that looks real is fake. So I don't believe it. OK, especially yeah. TikTok, because everyone is trying to like be popular and cool. Well, all right. I. I'm on the fence. Wait, do you think? Like, oh, when you watch it, I'm on the fence because, like, if it was fake, they would have done a better job of having it not look. Re- I don't know. Any, it just it, like the the sound quality is really shitty. The that's like, what you would do. That's what you do when you fake it, though. When you fake it, you don't have good, perfect sound quality. Yeah, and also like that's how you know this show's fake. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Okay, this is my favorite shit that has <gasps> happened. I think all year. Ooh, are you ready for this? Sure. I I don't think you are. Okay, no. Then. <laughs> so Denali Winter, who goes by they them pronouns, is is non-binary. Uh, they are a hairdresser and dominatrix based in San Francisco. Because of the coronavirus stuff, a COVID nineteen. They've gotten really creative about the sex work that they do. And they um, they have been using Animal Crossing New Horizons on Nintendo Switch to humiliate clients uh, inside the game. They beat them with a butterfly net and lock them in cages, have them do work on their island and accept bells as payment for the <laughs> privilege of serving them. Like <laughs> Bells? <laughs> Bells That's are the, the weir- currency inside that oh, game. It's like oh. money. It, it, it. It's, it's like money. So like you, you sell your shit for bells or whatever. Um, but yeah, so um, it started with a tweet. Uh, it's at Denali Winter uh, on April 17th saying, so you want to be my little bell bitch? Here's some rules for those who wish to serve me in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Remember that the best pets have also joined my OnlyFans URL. Friend code available upon request. Hashtag ACNH kink, hashtag ACNH dom, and then ACNH mistress, which is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, their clients will water their flowers and then pay them bells. Um, if they disobey, <laughs> then they'll get beaten with a butterfly net or locked in a virtual cage. Uh, they encourage their clients to leave notes on their bulletin board. And uh, one wrote, quote, thank you so much for allowing me to serve you, mistress. It's always such a fulfilling task to do your chores. And there is nothing else I'd like to do more. Um, I, this is just so fucking brilliant. It's just <laughs> so fucking brilliant. Like how to do like to use a video game as the vehicle through which Dom sub 
<laughs> sex work transactions occur. I just is I think that's fucking incredible. That's I don't that's crazy. Yes, that's very smart. And also like why does Animal Crossing's let you put someone in a cage? Like why is that a feature <laughs> of the game? Like that seems like obviously in this scenario it's good cuz it's consenting, but that seems like a weird thing you can do to people. My guess is that the game doesn't actually allow it, but that they have a cage on their island and uh, they just tell them to go be in the cage and you can't leave until I say you can. Yeah. Because otherwise there would be just full on prisons full of characters in that yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because people on the internet are assholes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. That's, I, that makes me feel a little bit better because you're probably right. Yep. I hope so. Anyway, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Denali Winter, if you want to be on the show, f- fucking bring it because I think that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the news. Um, I want to say thank you to a few of our Patreon members. So thank you to uh, Patch Fraga, to uh, uh, Keaton Unro. That wasn't too hard. Uh, Jamie Pugh and Madge Darlington. Those were those were medium difficulty names, so I'm okay with all of them. Okay, all right, just okay. I don't I don't love them, but they're fine. <laughs> also, thank you for giving us money. That's yes, cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you oh, thank if you, you want bonus you. content and episodes and shit, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/gayishpodcast. And thanks to everyone who supports us. Yep, thank you very much. Now more than ever. Oh, fuck. Now, okay. In these troubled times. Um, <laughs> uh, just wanted to chime in really quickly. I do believe it's possible to lock people in cages in Animal Crossing, <gasps> perhaps without their consent. Um, <gasps> maybe a listener that plays can can confirm for me, but um, the some quick Googling suggests that, that it's possible. Oh, my God. That's figured, horrifying. I, I, I just figured you were being a good boy and buying your Nintendo while you were clickety clacking on your keyboard there. <laughs> I'm always a good boy, but right. cannot <laughs> afford a switch right now. Dan, do we need to put you in a cage? <laughs> no, you'd like that too much. Do you want to talk about aliens? Yeah, let's talk about aliens. Sure. Or yeah. okay. as I saw somewhere on the internet, galians. Yeah, galians. Oh, God. Yeah, I made that joke to Dan yesterday, and I immediately hated myself. <laughs> oh, that's weird, because I love myself. <laughs> I feel great. Um, For the record, I didn't acknowledge it at all. <laughs> that's true. It's true. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's usually how I deal with Mike. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, um, you, you, go. All you my sh- you go, girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> This is going to be I'm such weird shit. How do you shit. feel about Alf, Kyle? Alf? Oh, mm-hmm. doesn't he eat cats? So I feel great he, about he, him. Exactly. He's I a little too totally hairy for my taste, but. Yeah. He also he also sounded like Garfield. Because I think it was the same voice actor. Anyway. All right. Um, that, that, that was my first segment. Oh, don't wait, worry. There's, th- that was there's it? three cool. more. There's Got three it. more. I'm kidding. Go, <laughs> um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm going to revisit. Dare I say friend of the show. Chuck Tingle. <laughs> oh my God, we have to get his people to talk oh to my us. God. So that- uh, yeah. Uh, what do you tell me? What you remember of Chuck Tingle? Um, he is the writer of such 
literary classics as pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's just like the most ridiculous like, titles and books and yeah. Werewolf motorcycle baseball player pounds me in the butt or like he has <laughs> so yeah. many books. He has so, so many books many. and lots of them involve being gay fucking inanimate objects many <laughs> things pound him in the butt like it's just it's fantastic okay yep, go ahead yep go ahead. <laughs> yep uh well since we're talking about aliens i'm gonna tell you a little bit more about the the book space raptor butt invasion <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you did sure. you know Wait, we is were that, gonna... is that is that is that space raptor butt invasion one or two <laughs> I thought two was a little contrived. I didn't think they needed the sequel, but... um, Going OG, but invasion. Okay, go ahead. Um, I I just... Well, yeah, I I can't... I just... I need a moment with that title because it's just so amazing. I just... Okay, so... I, I feel like I had a lot of twists and turns while I was, like, researching, doing stuff. So as I started looking at more of Chuck Tingle, I did not know about this. He has a site called TrumpDebateFacts.com. And uh, so this was like mostly a thing during the the election several years ago. Um, So now it's just kind of been sitting stagnant, but I didn't know about it. So I think it's awesome. Um, In Trump debate facts, uh, some of the he he kind of puts here's here's the claim. Is it true or not? And what's the truth? And I'm going to read you just a couple of them. Uh, The claim I have never been to the void and tasted the flesh of others who were trapped here. That, <laughs> that claim is false. The, the truth is Donald Trump has spent many years in the void during his failed attempt at bringing luxury hotel living to this horrific cosmic abyss. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And this, the, the, that the one needs I'll, a Hugo award. I know, right? That alone. Yeah. <laughs> Literary prize for words. Um, uh, the next, the next one is the claim is I am not a poorly disguised mask of mass of crabs wearing the skin of bloated human. (laughs) That is, that is false. Donald Trump has shown time and time again that he is not a human being, but rather a throbbing shrieking clump of void crabs wearing a skin suit. This was made abundantly clear (laughs) during the last debate when the seams of his human suit tore open and spilled forth a hissing pile of black ooze tentacles and claws. (laughs) Oh my God. There unfortunately are only like, there are a handful of other ones. It's actually like in and of itself, like tells this, kind of story uh, which is like why it's actually so brilliant it like you kind of pick up on this world of like the deep dark ocean and the crabs that live there and the 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 crabs inhabit people and like all this it's fucking nuts anyway so uh, it's sort of lovecraftian right uh, yeah that probably if i knew what that was it would be true oh lovecraft was like one of the godfathers of science fiction writing he the cthulhu and all of that it's a whole it's a whole universe of really scary, crazy shit. Um, that's love all sci-fi craft, stuff, baby. Lovecraft. Yep. So Donald Trump is an alien, um, which is cool. Uh, the <laughs> the last thing I'll leave it on is a, uh, I <laughs> obviously Chuck Tingle is number one in my heart, but I also found a book in a similar vein by Rex Roar, which I assume is a pseudonym. Otherwise, you have 
crazy parents, but um, <laughs> Rex War has a book that is called My Boyfriend is a Gay Alien Dinosaur, a Billionaire and President of the United States. Oh, <laughs> title. I just there's there's plenty of sci fi, weird, alien, sexual, gay book things out there. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and and Amazon Chuck Tingle, y'all. Yes, yes. Dan. Oh, my God. I have a real-time correction for you, Mike. Uh, Alf and Garfield were not voiced by the same person. Alf was voiced by Paul Fusco. Uh, he never vo- was the voice of Garfield. But the voices of Garfield have been Scott Beach, Lorenzo Music, Frank Welker, and most recently, Bill Murray. Okay, okay, okay. The voice of Alf was the voice of something else in my childhood, and, and now I'm trying to remember, and I think it was maybe the guy that did... Uh, Peter Venkman on the Ghostbusters cartoon, but that also might have been Lorenzo Music, so I don't know. Anyway, thank you. Okay. My my segment was incredible. I retire from the podcast. I don't know how you're going to follow that, Mike. Okay, great. Well, so I wonder <laughs> if the Space Raptors are... Uh, reptilians, which I wanted to talk about, like in the gay world, we've got bears and otters and twinks and all of that shit. But like in ufology, there are multiple different races that are purported to have visited us here on earth and interacted with earthlings and reptilians are one of them. Uh, do you know the others? Or did you already uf- look at this? Oh no, I'm still stuck on what's ufology. That is the totally made up bullshit name that people who study UFOs and extraterrestrials have given their field of work. Oh, like UF, youth. Okay. UFOology. So they yeah. just say ufology. Yeah. And okay, like, I get it. I get it. That, that That's supposed to make it sound legit. And I think it has the opposite effect. But oh, no, <laughs> to me, it sounded fancy. It was like, you know, I was like, is that related to eugenics? I don't know why it. it I don't know. It sounds like it starts with an E or I don't know. Um, what are the other things that have visited us? Yes. Uh, wait, you, you, which one did you say? Raptors? Uh, uh, the reptilians. Is that the same as the, like how everyone thinks they're lizard people? Like, like most I be- political I people believe are that lizard the people? lizard people are the, the reptilians. Oh, that's the same thing. Okay. Um, I don't know. Has there been like a, clowns from outer space or something no i don't know what the other things are uh so let's see one of the some of the most famous are are the gray aliens there are some in insectoid type aliens but the most famous are the little green men and the grays and arguably the grays are the ones that have been most prominent in our culture and in our zeitgeist like they're the they're the ones that um are uh like at Area 51, and they're the ones that have like the big heads with the black eyes with the little mouths that like they're 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 the grays. But what I really wanted to talk about uh, to sort of make this segment sort of shorter is the Nordic aliens, which somebody in ufology is gay because they invented <laughs> the Nordic aliens. Um, so are, are are you ready for for what they are? Yeah, we're gonna. Okay, so in ufology, Nordic aliens. Ufology. I just can't. That's that, that's just going to be difficult for me to get over. Ufology. <laughs> yeah. Every oh, time you say yeah, that, I yeah. just laugh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. In ufology, Nordic aliens are humanoid extraterrestrials purported to come from the Pleiades, who resemble Nordic Scandinavians. Um, professed contactees describe them as typically male, six to seven feet tall, 
with long blonde hair, blue eyes, and skin tones ranging from fair to tanned. Uh, um, Is that me? (laughs) I'm, I'm, okay, okay, that, that is, that is the, the end, like, that is the joke here that I'm going to start the rumor that you are a Nordic alien. Oh my God. You're, you're not human. You're, you're here from another planet to observe us. I, um, that, I feel like that could help explain a lot about me. Like if that was true, then it'd be like, everything finally comes together. <laughs> I'm like, I'm depressed because I'm not used to having to live in this three dimensional human body. And you know, it just, it just would make sense. Yep. Well, so I also, it also might be like, you might just be a depressed Nordic alien because like in, in, in <laughs> usually um, this is again from the Wikipedia article. Um, Nordic aliens are often described as benevolent or even magical beings who want to observe and communicate with humans and are concerned about the earth's environment or prospects for world peace. Um, oh my God. Believers also, Believers also ascribe telepathic powers to Nordic aliens and describe them as, quote, paternal, watchful, smiling, affectionate, and youthful. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) um, I just like a lot of that's me. I'm worried about world peace and climate. Yeah. And I'm telepathic because I know that everyone hates me. Yeah, <laughs> no lies detected. No, um, like, uh, are you telepathic? Have you ever tested your telepathic abilities? Ooh, no. Think of a number between one and a hundred. Okay, is it a hundred and one? No, no. I was, I was thinking of the number no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Wait, one zero and uh, no. I was going to try to make that into. I just got my some of my lines off. There's got to be something going on, right? The fact that Nordic aliens are a thing. First of all, I should I, we should go on the record, I guess. I do not believe that aliens are real or that extraterrestrials have visited this planet. And the reason that I don't think that is because everybody has a goddamn cell phone. Like, <laughs> it, 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 like back in the day when they really had their heyday, like the 70s Wait, and 80s. Aliens? <laughs> aliens. When aliens? I, like, had, okay. <laughs> I, I, I think the seventies and eighties were really, really big on aliens are visiting us and, and, yeah. and studying us and shit that like, that's it, it. I have no data here. I'm just waxing, whatever. Sure. Um, I'm just waxing weird. I'm in a mood. Is that okay, a phrase? So, is that a real? Fr- yeah. Okay. Hold on. Is that a real phrase? Well, you're supposed to say waxing philosophical or rhapsodic or so, like there's a, there's a <laughs> word comes after the word rap, waxing Uh-oh. and I just stopped, like, <laughs> which makes me sounds like I'm shaving my legs or something. Um, <laughs> So, so we didn't have like a little computer with a camera in everybody's pocket in the world. And I just, it's, it's like the conspiracy theories about the government and the, the, the virus and the vaccine that's coming and like all of those people that clearly have never been a project manager in real life, because like, you can't keep a secret from anyone. You can't coordinate a group of 12 gays to have brunch at the same time, much less every government agency and every hospital and doctor in the entire universe coming up with a conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's just, like, anyway, I don't believe aliens are real. That's the great thing about Donald Trump, which is a weird thing that I never thought I'd say is like, you know, if there are aliens, he would have said it already, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he can't not say everything that he thinks or knows, or, you know, like we, it's just, 
we would know if there were aliens by now. Yep. Yep. He'd have it written on a weird piece of paper in his pocket, like written in Sharpie and would like hold it up to the camera to everybody. <laughs> and, <yep. laughs> like, um, okay. My interesting, I'm almost on the same page. I, I agree with you. Like all the sightings are fake or not fake, but just like wrong or people misunderstanding. So I don't think aliens have been here, but I do think there has to be, and I guess you'd call these aliens. There has to be other intelligent life out there. Like our galaxy's too big for us to be the only ones. I'm with you on that. I guess I believe in aliens then. And I, I think we're, I think we're in alignment. Like I'm, I'm willing to accept that we are not likely to be the only intelligent beings in the universe. Intelligent. I, the, the, yeah yeah in big old quotes around that yeah the the i want to be very specific w what i am denying is that they have visited here mm, or yeah. do so on a regular basis yeah and are are interested in housewives from kansas or their cattle <laughs> like I, <laughs> yeah it'd be the most boring aliens if they're like hey let me like stomp on this cornfield to make it into concentric circles. Ooh, yep. I'm an alien. <laughs> That's dumb. The, the other yep. alien is like, hey, Frederick one, two, stop it. <laughs> stop <laughs> doing that, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, I will say area 51 is a lie. Okay. It's a real place that exists. You can go to the fence oh. and, and see like that you're going to get shot if you go over the fence. Sure, sure. Yeah. But, but what's in there? Who knows? And that's their decoy. Like if you're going to have a super secret place, uh, if I were that, I would create another place that is the cover that we're pretending like it's super secret. Yeah. Like we're not going to have a publicly hey everyone here's the super secret place where all our secret stuff is don't it's ask it's under mount rushmore right is it is that where it really is it's yeah in the grand canyon because no yeah. one's made it down there so we don't know what's in it yeah or or maybe it's like at the top of the four seasons in manhattan like, <laughs> like... that's true <laughs> yeah aliens they're like fucking living it up like they they're not gonna <laughs> um okay wait so I, I'm going to, can I tell you a thing? To sum up, Kyle oh. is a Nordic alien. Prove me wrong. Go ahead. Sure. Your, it's your turn, alien. <laughs> this is when I pull off my flesh suit <laughs> and then it turns out I'm a bunch of crabs as well. Um, okay. Mike Pence. Alien. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Um, this, okay, for you, true or false, uh, okay. Mike Pence said that we in 2018 said that we should use uh, the newly created space force to defend against gay aliens. True. I know. Right. <laughs> okay. That's the, did you hear this when it came out? I did, but I didn't care about whether it was true or not because I yeah, give zero yeah. fucks about him. Yeah. 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 No, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm with you that like, I was going to say since Trump got elected, but not even that, even like a year ago, I'd be like, okay, that's obviously dumb and fake. But nowadays I'm like, uh, probably, <laughs> that's probably true. No, it, it is actually uh, fake or not fake. Um, it was a piece, a satire piece published by uh, New Yorker's Andy Borowitz, who said that he was, uh, said that he was going to use the Space Force to defend against uh, 
outer space gaze. The article itself is labeled as satire. So I found this on Snopes, which is like, wow, did we, if it's a satirical piece that's labeled as satire in the New Yorker, why does it have to be, you know, why does Snopes have to get involved at all? And what I didn't realize um, that happens with some of these stories is even though it's clearly labeled on the New Yorker, um, uh, news stories often get republished or news aggregators pull them in. And those are not always labeled clearly. So other sites that that story is pulled into may just look like a regular news story, just like every other news story. So, you know, if I were like, if I were a person, I'd be like, you know, at least skeptical of that story. But apparently some people thought it was true. And nowadays anything is possible. So, um, so yeah, that is false. But while I was like looking all this up, I did a search on Google and I think what I searched for, I searched for like Mike Pence, gay alien or something like that. And then New Yorker is buying search ads for that and showing like showing an ad for the New Yorker and for that article. So it's like, Oh wow. Okay. I forget what, what like I actually took a screenshot cause it's so goofy, but like if you search something like Mike Pence, gay alien, <laughs> you will get the New Yorker buying an ad for that, which I think is ridiculous. And I just wonder if they even know they're doing that or what, but yeah, here's a tangent that for some reason that reminds me of paper towns. If we talked about paper towns before, uh, way back in the day, um, map makers, cartographers used to put towns that don't exist on a map yeah. because then if somebody copied that map, they would be able to prove you copied it from our map because we made that town up. Yeah. But then there are actual towns that popped up where those fake towns were <laughs> inked in because enough people went there to check it out that they turned in like there's a store to sell shit and next thing you know there's a post office there's a fucking town that some crazy ass map maker invented as a copyright protection measure anyway th- those are called paper towns so like the oh. idea that like the new yorker wrote a satirical article that got picked up as legitimate news so people are searching for it so they advertise the new yorker like yeah. that just it is it, it, like it created a there there you know yeah, yeah. Uh, also in the uh, digital world uh, news articles or just anywhere any website uh, could use a canonical tag and that's kind of their version that tag uh, tells you that the uh, uh, the page the url that's the root page for things so that if other places pick it up uh, you'll you'll know to give the credit back to the original yeah yeah hey mark yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an seo thing yeah, we see you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> was that it about Mike Pence? Yeah, yeah, that was it. I fucking hate that guy. Don't you hate that guy? His dumb face. Ugh. Yeah, just want to totally go batty thing on him sometimes. Like, okay, every time obje- he's on camera. Objectively, I've never said this out loud. Like, I would, I would, I, I, he could, I, he could fuck me. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, did your dick distract you from the Polari word of the week that I just used? Oh, shit. Yes. Or, or maybe or maybe you didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. Also, I was feeling so weird about talking about being fucked by Mike Pence. Oh, but no, yeah. I like it. Anyway, what did you say? What's now I want to batty fang you. Batty fang. Batty fang is the Polari word of the week. Uh, batty fang. B-A-T-T-Y-F-A-N-G. Batty fang. Uh, it is a verb. It means to hit and bite. So like beat with your oh. wings batty and fang bite with your teeth 
So if you're going to attack somebody and you plan on hitting them and biting them, you're you baddie fang. That's what you're doing. That's the weirdest word <laughs> to have a word for. Yeah, I agree. Can it be in a sexual way? Please. Oh, I'm sure you could figure that I out. Yeah, hopefully. you want you, you want Mike you want Mike Pence to baddie fang you? I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you didn't I do. shut that down nearly fast enough, Kyle. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. I was like, I really do. I would. Okay. Yeah, Mike Pence, get at me. Hit up my DMs. Baddie fang, Kyle, the Nordic <laughs> alien. <laughs> oh yeah, it, just two aliens being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. 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 That's actually a surprisingly good segue. We How? <laughs> we could not do this episode without talking at least a little bit about anal probes and alien abduction. Right? Yes. I I after I did like some of my research I was like, "Oh shit, how did I not talk about anal probes?" So I'm I'm glad yes, we have to talk about that. Yep. Okay. So this is really interesting. It's really, really interesting. So um, alien abduction has been pretty well studied. And w- one of the things that I we, found most we, interesting. Wait, oh, we can't study trans people, but we can study aliens <laughs> like Jesus Christ science. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so a- a- alien alien abduction is something that entered the zeitgeist pretty late um, in in history. But it really does disturb and and uh, traumatize the, the the people that are uh, that that claim that it has happened to them. Um, but it's a it's a personally held belief in which the abductee describes subjectively real experiences of being secretly kidnapped by aliens and subjected to physical and psychological experimentation. Here's the thing. M- lots of cases, lots of cases that have been studied. Experts have come to the conclusion that. Although it didn't actually happen, they honestly believe that it did. Hmm. So the fact that it happened or not is separate from in that person's mind, it happened and it was fucking traumatic and they have serious like mental health, psychological issues as a result of that trauma. And it's, it's really, really interesting. Well, I'm sorry. Like (laughs) gayish. You made it sad. Um, (laughs) So, but it's really only been a thing since like the sixties. And there's some example that like, um, uh, that's when it got big, if that makes any sense. Like, like there, there are examples before that, um, uh, as early as the 19th century, but, uh, for, for, for the most part, um, it became the phenomenon that it is in English speaking countries uh, in, in, in the the early sixties with the, um, with the publication of the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, and what I think is really interesting about alien abduction is that the stories seem pretty similar the, in, in that they follow a pattern that can be studied and talked about. And so um, the, the, the order is always first, it starts with the capture. So the abductee is somehow rendered incapable of resisting and taken from terrestrial surroundings to an apparent alien spacecraft. And then step two examination and procedures so the aliens do they do that's when the anal probing happens but they all Mm -hmm. they do they do other kinds of probing um 
but uh, sometimes it's like behavioral situations. Sometimes it's like training and testing. Sometimes it is to have sex. There are alien abductees who claim that that's when they got gang banged by a bunch of aliens. Um, and then uh, some of these parts in the middle don't happen in every case, uh, but it, they pop up often enough that the, it's it's something that is can be part of the formula. Um, uh, step three, the conference. So the aliens talk to the abductee and uh, they they usually give them like a job to do. Like you're directed to interact with Jodie Foster or, or, <laughs> or whatever for some purpose. And uh, it's usually telepathically that they're told this job that they have to do. But sometimes they just speak in the abductee's native language. Uh, step four is a tour. The abductees are given a tour of the ship. <laughs> um, Seems out of order. You'd think you'd start with the tour and then the butt stuff. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Next, you're going to tell me dinner is last. Like, that should have been way <laughs> <Exactly>. earlier. <laughs> It'd be better than like half of my dates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some some researchers that take this seriously think that it's a confabulation of intent that the aliens aren't actually giving them a tour. They're just being taken around to multiple places inside the ship, which blows me away that there would be like people would theories be about picking this. this. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> um, step five is a loss of time. Abductees often rapidly forget the majority of their experience, either as a result of fear, medical intervention or both. Uh, step six is the return. Abductees are returned to Earth, occasionally in a different location from where they were allegedly taken uh, and with new injuries or disheveled clothing. One of my favorite uh, uh, things about this uh, was a person claimed that they were dropped outside their house. They were abducted from their bedroom and then dropped outside their house and all of their doors and windows were locked. So they found themselves locked out of their own house because the aliens didn't put them back inside. And another variation that I really like is that sometimes uh, they're returned with their pajamas on backwards because the <laughs> aliens didn't know how to put their clothes back on. Um, uh, step seven is theophany. Um, abductees have a profound sense of love, a high similar to those induced by certain drugs, a, a mystical experience feeling accompanied by a feeling of oneness with God, the universe or their abductors. Um, uh, some researchers say that this is maybe Stockholm syndrome. Um, huh. anyway, and, and then step eight is the aftermath that there are, there are psychological, physical, social effects of having that experience, especially now if, okay. So if, if we go back to the whole thing, like they really believe that it happened, yeah. like it doesn't matter if it happened or not. They really truly in their heart of hearts believe that this happened to them. Yeah. Who could you tell? Who, oh, like, what are people going to think when you say that? Yeah. Right. Like the, the, the pressure of that. Holy fuck. Yeah. Especially like if you experience it and think it's real, then it's like, I know no one's going to believe this, but I, but that's the aliens. They, that they made it. So you, yep. oh man. Yeah. So there are support groups that started appearing in the mid eighties um, throughout the United States, Canada and Australia uh, there, uh, the number of people that, that have alien abduction, uh, stories, uh, um, numbers in, in the tens of thousands at some of the most conservative estimates. Um, that's a that shit ton. Yeah. It's, it's not an uncommon thing, or at least not like so totally unheard yeah. of. It's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that, that people legit go through. So 
now we're going to talk about the anal probe part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just thinking, uh, I th- I mean, we're saying I might be an alien, but I might be a reverse alien. Because I want them to <laughs> anal probe me. You know? Like, searching yeah. for aliens to probe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, tell me more about anal probing. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like w- one of the one of the ways that these abductions can go. And uh, there's ex- it's actually kind of a mystery how the anal probe became in our zeitgeist. Like... It's it's a thing, right? And the, the the first like if I if I think back, like what's the earliest that I can think of anal probe as being a thing that I talked about or heard about or that was like directly in my face? It was that South Park episode. I think it might even be the first or second oh. episode. Do you remember which one I'm talking about? No. Cartman gets an anal probe was the name of the episode, <laughs> and I was it the first episode, Dan. You're shaking your head. I, it was first season for it's sure. The pilot, yeah. It's the pilot. Okay. So, so Cartman gets like the, the whole cycle that I just mentioned happens to Cartman. He gets, he gets abducted by aliens. And while he's up there, they stick a massive probe up his ass. And then uh, later in the episode, it kind of comes out of his ass like a weapon. Anyway. (laughs) um, But the thing is, the thing is anal probes as a thing that aliens do was already firmly established at that point for that. It it wasn't like oh my god this this idea is so crazy outlandish it was because yeah. it was a cartoon but like that it would happen was already like you could have predicted it yeah 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 they were re- uh, like representing what people had already been talking about and thought happened yeah that's right that's right and then um, Weird Al Yankovic uh, has referenced it in his songs and it was in the second season of the show Supernatural. Um, there are a lot of UFO books that were written after 1992 that refer to it as being part of the standard extraterrestrial medical procedure during an <laughs> abduction. But uh, one of the theories about where it comes from, if you actually like trace it back and try to find like why do Americans or English speaking country uh, folks like why is an anal probe a thing that gets stuck in their head? There was a television show called The Outer Limits. It was super creepy. It was sort of um, an answer to the Twilight Zone. Um, and, and But they would just have, you know, these these sort of creepy or interesting or, or fantastic stuff that would, that would happen that would kind of scare folks. And um, there was an s- episode in, uh, on February 3rd of 1964 called The Invisibles. And invisible aliens perform a surgical experiment on humans in in the show, and they are laying face down on a table. And in this episode, a crab-like alien monster with a long tube-like tail is placed on a man's back, and the tail enters the back to inject an invisible parasite. Um, and it, it the dude makes these like the actor makes these like. I'm getting probed right now faces <laughs> and, and it, like he clenches his teeth and he grips the edge of the table. And there is, there's imagery of sexual violation there. Hmm. So uh, there, there are theories that that one show, that one scene led to this guy named Barney Hill to have an alien abduction uh, experience uh, 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 that included that as one of the elements that got published and then that sort of spread throughout 
the new UFO ufology community <laughs> and just and and just sort of took off like a meme and became a part of the process but but it's it it can be brought back to uh the imagery from that one episode of Outer Limits which I think is fascinating yeah it reminds um, me of see, I was I'll... just reading something about this like mass delusion where everyone like in a city or area thought that someone was like chipping their windows like yeah. all these people started reporting and calling in about their windows like there's some kind of you know person out there chipping them and really it just one person mentioned it and then other people started seeing those chips that were already there and then started reporting yeah. that and then it just grew and like uh, like yeah they call it a mass delusion which is crazy yeah. to me that like yeah they 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 all actually thought someone was out there like doing that stuff it's like you know you plant an idea in people's heads and yep and then they, it can yep. you know people can run with it yep yep well i i found this really awesome article it's, it's fascinating it's really long by uh jason colavito it's on jasoncolavito.com it's called aliens and anal probes who was the first person to get touched by an alien he wrote it in 2014 <laughs> um i want to read just the last two paragraphs here uh, uh, because I, I think it's super interesting and, and it makes it even more gayish than getting anal probed already sounds. Um, <laughs> uh, That's going to be it, at the new Patreon level. You we will yeah. anal probe you if you <laughs> give us 200 bucks or something. Uh, something else to consider about anal probing. Oh, so similarly, this is all a quote now. Similarly, stories of anal probing don't seem to become common before the invention of colonoscopies in June of 1969. The procedure oh. gradually expanded to use in the 1970s, though generally only after a colon cancer diagnosis. So it was still largely unfamiliar to most Americans of the era. It did not become a procedure procedure widely used for the general public as a preventative measure until after, wait for it, January of 1987 when Ronald Reagan famously underwent the procedure to remove polyps from his colon. Shortly after colonoscopies had their moment in the sun, aliens seem to have decided to make use of the same technology. <laughs> it doesn't seem like this gives enough time for Strieber to be influenced by it, given the long lead time on books, but it must have helped make it one of the key details from his book that subsequent abductees seized upon. This is the par That's the end of the article. The paragraph right before that, though, here's... I, this is fucking fascinating. <laughs> It is interesting to note that anal probing enters ufology as a form of primarily male rape and that this occurs in the late 1980s at the height of the AIDS crisis when penetrative male-on-male -male sexuality was heavily stigmatized as a carrier of disease and therefore something to dread. Hmm. Notice that Strieber, he's one of the people that claims to have been abducted, describing his probing as essentially a rape and that the penile device was thrusting within him as though it were a living phallus. I'm not the only one to make this connection. Several books from the 1990s drew a parallel between alien anal probes and subconscious fear of AIDS. Wow. Wow. Cool, right? People's brains are crazy. Like, I, I mean, it make <laughs> like, I know, like that all kind of like adds up and makes sense. And, but it, but yeah, our brains do crazy things. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. I, as we were talking about anal probing, I didn't even think about this before, but like, and I don't specifically remember like the first time I heard about it or, or, you know, how I felt about it as a kid, but I, I have to believe that when I, that's one of the things that contributes to a negative viewpoint of anal sex is because if the yeah. first thing you hear about anal is 
aliens do it to violate you, to rape you. Like, yeah, that's that's not a great first anal experience or first time hearing it. Yeah. Like, that's actually a man. I didn't know it was going to be this serious. I thought we were just having fun and talking, you know, <laughs> crab monsters and whatever. But yeah, like, yep. th- that's that's not just a little like a little thing. That's like a big societal you know, thing that everyone just kind of knows and talks about and, and knows it's a violating thing to get anal probed. Yeah. 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 And <sighs> that it's for, you know, nefarious, scary reasons. And, yeah. uh, but, but, but that, that, that could be like a, the fact that that could be a cultural expression of generalized fear about HIV AIDS. Like that, I, I, that was mind blowing to me. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I, I thought this like comparison was going to be too lame, but um, that does put gay people like cast them as the aliens, like yeah, which is I mean the Nordic aliens are clearly gay. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yes, we are. (laughs) I heard one thing I heard about anal probes is there's no such thing as a ten inch anal probe. Yeah, no, there's not. There's not. I thought you're going to at least chuckle a little, but that's fine. I don't mind. Oh, no, I'm laughing on the inside. Kyle. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> Crying on the outside. Uh, that's anal probes. Go for it. What, what's that's next? Anal probes. Okay. The last thing I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah, of course. Great. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Sorry. I'm just so happy right now. Okay. there. Uh, like when I was just thinking of alien topics, I could immediately think of three uh, like alien related pop songs. Uh, Katy Perry had the song ET, um, which was made worse by when Kanye West was in it. Uh, There was the Kesha song spaceship. Actually her last album was called spaceship. um, And it was the, uh, the titular song and Britney Spears has a song alien. Uh, so, I mean, at first, this was just going to be like my goofy way of of getting Britney Spears back in the combo. Um, but I, again, I just started looking at stuff and just was like, learned a bunch of weird, random stuff. It took me on a, a bit of a journey. Okay, so I'm going to play for okay. you uh, some of the song Alien. And yes, you ha- you have to listen. That is a portion of the amazing song Alien off of the one of the worst received albums, Britney Jean, uh, which is a more recent one. And (laughs) on the Wikipedia page for this song, of which there's far more information than I thought. That's how I got kind of got into this rabbit hole. um, There was audio that leaked um, of Britney singing the song, but like in a warm up in a practice session. And I'm, uh, I mean, I, I have to, it's, I, I'm going to play the leaked audio for you. Wait, am, am I going to start bleeding from the eyes or something? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. You definitely will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you like sound, <laughs> you'd maybe tune away for a little bit. 
Brit- it's only a matter of time before Britney spears me in the ass with a probe. Here we go. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Thanks. There was a time I was one of a kind. Lost in the world, doubting me, myself, and that was like an alien. I, tried- I won't make you listen to the whole thing. Um that leaked audio came out before the song. And I actually think uh, I think people credited the leaked audio as that was never a single, but actually it became um, it like charted decently well. And I think partly because of that whole controversy. Uh, so the uh, after it was leaked, the producer of the song, William Orbit, uh, defended Britney by saying that. And I actually believe him that like. She was, well, he said something dumb, like, oh, she was like warming up and doing different exercises to get her. And it's like, well, no, she wasn't. But I've like, I've heard Britney sing live, live or real, like her actual voice enough to know that she can, she really can sing better than that. I'm not trying to say she's, you know, Ariana Grande, but like, I know she can sing way better than that. So I, I, you know, I think it was weird fluke or something, but obviously everyone went crazy about that. Um, and Do you think it was intentional? That is a good question. And no, Thank I don't. You. <laughs> uh, I I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this got me down a how do leaks happen? Are Yeah. Are they are they intentional? And so what I, I'm just quickly going to tell you what I learned about this is mm-hmm. um, actually most songs will get leaked. Uh between one week and up to two, like two months before the release date. Like it's not some songs get leaked. It's songs get all songs get leaked. And we only hear the ones that people care about. Um, mm. And, uh, or particularly the like ones that happen far earlier, like the, uh, they, they get leaked uh, primarily because either uh, journalists that get a copy of it uh, will leak it or uh, like, during the distribution, like at the physical warehouse, there's so many people that have boxes and boxes of CDs that it's very easy to, to like take one. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually uh, there were, I, there's this really big article that I really liked. Um, it was by Tom Leah on factmag.org that like he interviewed all these people from the record and music industry, which was really fascinating. Um, but it didn't seem, it was not a thing like, they were like, yeah, maybe some things happen on purpose, like leaks happen on purpose, but like mostly it's mostly it doesn't seem to be the case. Um, mm. And people, the the people that leak and publish songs uh, make thousands of dollars off of it. Uh, one person has claimed claims that they have made uh, $60,000 from uh, publishing leaked songs. Wow. The reason I don't think this one was on purpose is I don't think, I don't think they would do it in that way. I don't think they would have her sounding so bad. Like if they were, if they were trying to leak a bad sounding audio, like there's plenty of bad sounding audio that they could use. Like they don't, yeah. that, that one was just so shitty. Um, the, what I will leave you with is one of the reviews uh, or someone that published an article about that leak. Uh, Jess uh, Denham said, uh, when she was describing this audio said it is quote flat at best and at worst, like a strangled cat. 
Oh God! Oh, and no, <laughs> I don't know why I like sharing. I don't disagree, with you. but like I know, I know, I know, I know. I I don't know why I like sharing with you like the the shitty reviews of Britney stuff, but I just I enjoy it for some reason, even though I love her. I don't know. Anyway, that is well, the song- every time every time you do it, actually it, it it impresses me more and more that you can continue to be such a fan. Like oh, it, it, it all- but that okay, okay. That, I think that. <laughs> one i do legitimately think she's a far better singer than people give her credit for um and and i think this goes back to i think this kind of helps prove what i'm what i keep saying is like i know who she is like i don't i I don't have this weird fake image of like what she is and what she does Uh, you know i it's if someone attacked beyonce's singing i'd be like fuck you she's great like you know that yeah yeah i get it yeah yeah I'm a yeah. self-aware homosexual. Um, I was all prepared to correct you that Katy Perry's E.T. is obviously a superior song because it is objectively superior based on the, all the awards it won. And it was like number four on the Billboard Top 100 and all that. But thank you for just reminding me what a shitty, <laughs> shitty singer Britney is. She's not, though. She's not. She's a, actually really, she's a good we singer. We have proof. You just played proof. I mean... <laughs> I can find one clip of you singing and it'd pro- I could find a shitty, I think you could find a shitty clip of anyone. You can find a. I bet you could find a shitty clip of Beyonce singing where she was bad. I think Britney's a really good singer. I actually then went down this path of listening to a bunch of uh, audio, like her, like live singing. And she, yeah, she's a good singer. Uh, uh, when she, of course, she lip syncs, and then when people do like pick up, the, have you seen those things where people pick up the mic, like her actual mic feed, um, from her concerts, and of course they they sound blah, uh, but it's because she's lip syncing. She's not trying to sing and sound good. She's trying to get her mouth to move so it looks like she is. So anyway, that's Britney Spears. I wrote down if you want to hear more about Britney and my views, it's episode one forty. Great. Good job. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. I will do the shortest version of this segment that I think is possible. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of um, cartoon characters who are aliens are all gay. (laughs) Or at least it seems like they are. They're coded gay. And I think I think most of that is just um, because they are aliens, they have to be other and utilizing gay stereotypes as and other helps make that image and idea happen. So there's there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of of gay cartoon aliens that are out there. There's uh, Roger on American Dad as pansexual. There's this show Solar Opposites that Dan was telling me about. That's a Rick and Morty sort of spinoff that has that has some some pretty pretty queer stuff in it. But I want to go back and talk about the OG gay coded alien cartoon character mm-hmm. Marvin the Martian. Uh, Marvin the Is Martian he coded gay. I think so. And instead huh. of going into my whole thing, I'm just going to play this clip and then you can tell me. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. At last, after 2,000 years of work, the Illudium Q36 explosive space modulator. At long last, my dream come true. Hello, Earth. Hey, hello, what? If that's the Earth, where the cotton picking heck am I? You are on Mars. Isn't that lovely? 
I claim this planet in the name of Mars. Isn't that lovely? Hey, nice looking toy you got there, kiddo. Uh, what else did your daddy give you for Christmas? Please, sir, do not interrupt my chain of thought. I'm a busy Martian. Pardon me, Doc, but could you rent me a U-dry flying saucer? I've got to get back to the Earth. The Earth? Oh, the Earth will be gone in just a few seconds. Oh, drat these computers. They're so naughty and so complex. I could pinch them. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so it's fastidious. He it, uh, is very quick to anger. A lot of the plot devices are that he's he wants to destroy the Earth because it's re- ruining his view. Um, <laughs> uh, they gave him that sort of nasally... Um, like slack jawed sound. Um, I claim the earth on behalf of. Nope, that's going Kermit. Yeah, I can't do yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think I firmly believe Marvin the Martian was being coded as queer. Huh? When I when I heard that, I could hear a little bit of what you're talking about, but it didn't sound it didn't sound super gay to me. Okay. I mean, it was the 50s. It can't be super gay. That's true. That's as, as gay as they allowed in the 50s. <laughs> Only slightly. Yeah. Yeah. He also wore a skirt all the time. It looked like a Roman hoplite. His oh, yeah. weird helmet with a brush on top. And um, I don't know. The and, whole. Go ahead. Oh, there's something actually kind of cool about, like, like you said, that alien being pansexual on American Dad. And like, there's something cool about the idea you're right there there's a bad part like they are other they are weird we don't understand it but there's also something cool like when you get to a higher level of intelligence you're pansexual it's just you know you you Mm. like we are we have risen above regular society and and that makes us more intelligent and special like that's kind of cool idea yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure so did we do it yes we talked about all the aliens. We how did we talked about a lot about aliens? I act, yeah. a lot of times we joke that we did it. This time we might have just done it. We might have covered all the aliens. <laughs> Great. Remarkably, uh? Mike didn't bring up any Star Trek aliens this entire episode. Although during Patreon, he may have his opportunity. <laughs> that is very true. I, we've also I I need to ban Mike from Star Trek because I just. <laughs> Well, I guess if I did that, you'd ban me from Britney, so I you can have it. Okay, shit that I'm not kidding about. Uh, I keep when we're talking through the episode, I keep a list of thank yous for the end, so that I'm not like you know, so that I have something to say. And mm-hmm. I legit have already typed thank yous me for not talking about Star Trek. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm very impressed with you, Mike. Thank you. Um, do you want to be impressed with me while we take a break? <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Ooh, that sounded dirty. That don't impress me much. Great. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. I am ready with my gay sincerest whenever you are, Mike. Oh, okay. So are we back? Oh, shit. Yeah. Hi. Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> okay, not ready for that. Um, We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, uh, oh, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. 
We are having another live stream. It's the last Saturday of the month, which we said we were going to do when we've been doing it. And I'm wondering why we promised. But uh, Saturday, May the 30th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, we will be live on Facebook and you can see us and watch us fuck up in person. So there's a Facebook event. You can go to our Facebook page and say that you're attending so that we actually we get happy and actually prepare. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on most of the social media thingies like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Discord, uh, Twitter, Twitter, uh, at Gayish Podcast. Uh, our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. And our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. If you send, we've had some weird things happen with our at gayishpodcast.com emails. So if you've gotten a bounce back or something, uh, just try gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And our mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109, which we got a letter this Ooh. week. Well, you gave me um, a letter that shit. I think his name is Mateo. I should go look so I can say thank you. Is it Mateo? Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Mateo sent me a super nice uh, letter. This is real sweet. Thank you. Uh, this one says, Mike, Kyle, and fucking Dan. Hi. My Hi. name is Jordan, and I'm writing to you from Southwest Oklahoma. I started listening to the podcast in 2017 when I was home on bed rest recovering from brain cancer. Not able to have many visitors due to a compromised immune system. It was nice to just hear some people talking. I tried several podcasts and have stuck with yours and completed the entire back catalog of episodes. Keep doing what you're doing, Jordan. Jordan, uh, you yeah. make me cry, Jordan. Uh, yeah. I mean, what? if our listeners all had brain cancer, it would make a lot of things make more sense, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> that explains why y'all like us. Um, no, that's awesome. I'm I'm very glad we were able to provide any kind of help and and way to go. Fucking yeah nut all over that cancer's butt what <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh and as always remember the four r's rate review rubscribe and recommend it does help a ton yeah y'all don't have shit to do you can definitely go and write a review on itunes and things. as long as it's a good one as long as it's a good one <laughs> if you don't like us don't let us know about that so cool <laughs> um uh, do you want to do our gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. Um, I can go first. Okay. Um, so the straightest thing about me this week was, uh, I, I've had this bump on my finger for a while and I was joking that it was cancer, but then I <laughs> sent a picture to my doctor and he was it's like, you need to come funny into the after office hearing, right now. A little less funny after hearing someone who actually went through cancer. Yeah, I know. I know. But, um, uh, I got to the doctor's office and he's like, yeah, we're going to cut that off of you right now. I was like, oh man, At, the straightest thing about me this week is watching him do it. I mm. like, I was like, no, be a man. You're going to watch this. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, you're going to take it like a man. And, uh, so I, I watched this minor surgery on my finger and it was, it was terrifying. He's like numbed me up and then cut it off with a razor and put it in a jar to send to the lab. Cause we're going to make sure it's not cancer. But then, and then he like stabbed it with this hot iron poker to cauterize it and it smelled awful anyway oh, it was great Ooh. yeah yeah uh and then the gayest thing about me this week uh last night uh or yesterday afternoon there was a zoom surprise happy birthday for my aunt 
And uh, like as soon as everybody was done singing happy birthday, which is fucking hard to do uh, as a group, the grinder sound went off on my phone. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody was any the wiser because it was all a bunch of straight people. But holy shit. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best. Like, it's just so funny that noise that we that all the gays know. Um, my okay, I've had quite the gay week. Like, it, it yeah. was very hard for me to come up with something that was not super gay. So, um, I did come up with my straightest has been, I've mentioned before that I've been cooking more. Um, I think it is a straight thing that, like, when I'm cleaning up after cooking, I like. I, I think straight uh, straight people is like when they're cleaning their like or straight guys is being like, ew, gross. Like, oh, there's some kind of like thing on my plate and like it went in the sink and there's like little dirty pieces. I didn't want to touch it because it's gross. I just picture straight dudes as being like icked out by like non-disgusting things, especially food related. Yeah. Uh, my gayest is uh, I bought the world's worst word, meggings, which are men's leggings. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I, so I, I bought, I think they're real cute. They're like a art, a modern art painting. Um, obviously super tight, but this is like, uh, another thing on my journey of like trying to buy shit that I want to, regardless of what other people think or what I should do. So I'm wearing my meggings right now. I'm just going to call them leggings. I hate that word so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dan complimented your ass. I know. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think people I think dudes hate like I'm assuming all this that someone called it meggings because like because well, dudes can't just say leggings they can't be like oh I'm wearing leggings because that's what women wear so they have to try to make it into something to make them feel better about it or anyway that's that's my yeah. guess but yeah yeah okay uh, so this week's listener gayest Astratus comes from our Facebook group uh, they said not to use their name but uh, gayest and straightest straightest assembled multiple pieces of bedroom furniture without issue. Gayest wow. explaining to my straight friends that I'm changing my bedroom to an industrial modern rustic aesthetic with gray and white <laughs> accents, plus some baby blue to give the room a dash of color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly gay or just hearing that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thank you for writing that. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Uh, thank you to Chuck Tingle for being himself. Oh my gosh, more th- yes, and, and for the space raptor butt that got invaded or whatever. Yep. As promised, thank you to me for not talking about <laughs> Star Trek. Uh, and thank you to Britney Spears. Indeed, she should just be a blanket thank you <laughs> at the end of every episode for me. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna have a production meeting after this, so like you can hang on to that idea. <laughs> Uh, that's it this has been Gayish I'm Mike Johnson I'm Kyle Getz until next week be butch be fabulous be UFO (laughs) 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 reaction was perfect Jesus my Jesus hurts